Hi, I'm Cotton Candy TA. And I'm Naya Rose. And welcome to the From Zero to Approximately podcast. Today, we're going to be learning how to become a day trader. We're taking Naya and we are going to teach her how to become a professional day trader, or at least as close as we can get it. Naya has no experience with day trading, knows nothing at all. And uh, I'm a pretty good day trader. So I'm going to be teaching Naya as best as I can how to be a day trader. And today is day one crash course orientation day. Are you ready for this? I am not, but I'm, I came prepared with questions, so I hope you can answer them and I can get going with it. Professor's always got to have his coffee, you know what I mean? <laughs> coffee so, first. Coffee first. Uh, <laughs> coffee first, and then, so I'm going to be your teacher today. I'm going to be your mentor. Over the course of the coming weeks, we're going to do multiple podcasts on this. There's going to be lots of series we do every single week. I'm going to be getting you back in that chair to say, hey, what have you done so far? How's your progress going? I'm going to be giving you directives every week. This okay. is what you have to do. You follow these directions and these are the courses you're going to take. Now we're going to see how far you get every single week. And yeah, every, every week after that, we're going to give you new tasks to do and I'm going to be following your progress. So question, are you, sure. does that mean that you're going to be like my personal mentor or do I need to ask other people for help? Like, is this going to be as close to the normal life situation where someone's learning how to day trade using your courses without you, or do I get the special treatment? So good question. <laughs> right to the, right to the good stuff. So I went to university for a really long time, as you know, yes. like 11 years is too long, but I went and I, and I, I struggled and succeeded. I'm a firm believer that you kind of go on this journey on your own and then only the strong survive. So that's kind of a testament to how much you're willing to put out there and how much you're, you're willing to push. You know, you go to university and you sit in a class, you learn, and you can ask your professor the odd question, but like if you're there every single day asking him a question, he's going to be like, okay, like easy, get, get out of here because I'm not going to, like this is enough. Like okay. you can either pay for some kind of extra tutoring from somebody or uh, yeah, maybe you should take the same classes over and over. So at that point, I would just probably just direct you to go say, okay, well, go, go do this course. Oh, I did it already. I'll go do it again. So okay. yeah, I'm going to let you fly on your own while giving you light support by choice, because I think that's the best way you teach somebody is by letting them see if they can swim. You have somebody the answers and they kind of just, yeah, they just suck in the end. So okay. yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> you let people figure it out on their own, but you keep enabling them and giving them that support they need throughout the system or throughout the time period. So that's the way we're going to, we're going to go about this. Also, because I want people at home, I want, I want the people there. I, they're not going to have access to me either. So we want to make this as realistic and unskewed as possible. We want to make this as kind of picture perfect to what everybody else would be experiencing out there. Because if you weren't knowing me in real life, or if you didn't have that access, then you'd be kind of lost anyways. Right. right? So right. Okay. I'm excited yet terrified. Oh, thank you. Good feelings to have. Yep. <laughs> so you have questions for me. I do. I do, Professor. Let's, let's go through one question at a time. This is kind of going to be kind of orientation. I'll give a little bit of a preset to what day trading is as a career. So let, let me start okay. by saying you have your questions ready, but let me start by saying a few things about what the career looks like. So I'm going to just kind of give you a crash course. Just, just like if you sat in on university day one and you came in and you had no idea what was going on. So 
day trading. It's a career where we work for ourselves, we work from home. You can, of course, work for somebody else. You can go work on Wall Street or you can go and work at any firm anywhere in the world. There's, there's what's called family offices. Um, the family offices are smaller offices. They're, there's really big funds, and they call those hedge funds or, or bank run funds. And then there's family offices, which are smaller. They're not quite there. Sometimes they're deemed family offices by law. So sometimes they break the rules and it's like, ah, you've been demoted to a family office. So the family office would be one step down from like big bank trading or like a hedge fund. But you, you like, <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, I'm also confused already. It's okay. We're uh, just talking about the structure of what day trading looks like as a career. So somebody who's going to choose to do this as a career has options. They could go work for like a bank or they could go work for a hedge fund or on Wall Street. Uh, it probably takes some time to get into a hedge fund. Like those are not easy establishments to get into. But that would be like working in the corporate world as a day trader. And then okay. there's like more like kind of light, haha stuff. They're called those family offices. Okay. They're like not as serious, not as hard to get into. And then there's working for like a small local firm doing investment that way. Or there's working for yourself. So there's like the big banks or the big hedge funds. So there's a big corporate world. So think of it that way. There's the big corporate world. There's the kind of middle stuff in between where it's not so heavy corporate, but it's still kind of in a commercial space. So you're not as in a serious space, but okay. it's, it's still, you know, go to, go to an office job or you're working for yourself. So that's just kind of like the three elements of where you'd find yourself. You say, hey, I want to be a day trader. You kind of have a choice there from zero. Like, do I want to work corporate world? You know, fancy sushi, sushi for lunch and you know, I don't know what they do in the corporate world. I don't, I don't know, but that's, you know, they're doing things. Yeah. And then, okay. you know, the middle tier where it's kind of just like guys with mustaches who are just, you know, working an early Friday and they're going and drinking beer at the, that's how I imagine it is anyways. Okay. Or you're working for yourself. Okay. So if you wanted to work for a family office. Yeah. Do you work on under commission? Like, do you like how does that? Do you know the structure of it? Is it's, every place it's different? It's going to be completely different. Some places pay a salary. Some places pay bonus. If you're working for another company, typically the way it works is that they'll give you a pool of funds to trade with, and if you do really well, I kind of think of it like a sales job. If you do really well, you're going to get a commission plus like a base salary. Right. So if you go in crazy and do a million dollars in trading, you maybe you'll get 3% of that or 5% or maybe they're really, really desperate to have you and you're really good and you, you know, negotiate your way up to 10% or 20%. It's all kind of negotiation. Like a junior trader would start somewhere like a 3% kind of take. So they'd have like a base salary. They'd say, okay, you make 25 grand a year, just like if you worked at a car, car sales shop or like a car dealership or whatever. Car sales shop? Car dealership? <laughs> <It's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> so if you worked at a car dealership, you'd have a base salary and then you'd get commission based on your performance. So if you want to work in a family office, that's what it's like. Hedge funds, the money is much larger. So the commissions are much smaller, unless you're somebody like really out of this world. And then you get some pretty crazy offers. So, you know, because you're dealing with, you're, you're no longer trading with like $100,000. Like a family office, you may be trading with like a million dollars, 100000 At a hedge fund, you could be trading with like $10 million per trade, $50 million. The bigger stuff is like at $100 million, like senior, senior traders doing like $20, 25000000 million trades. And then like if you make... 10 million on trade, 1% of that is like what, 100 grand or something? Like, yeah, yeah, 10, 10 million and then 10, yeah, 100 grand. So your commission on one trade could be like 100 grand. So you, you one day and you're like, oh, I'm at 100 grand today, no big deal. So is Warren Buffett a like hedge fund type of person? Or uh, is so he-, he works in the financial world. You go and research those guys on your own. <laughs> okay. This is not a history lesson on <laughs> day right, trading. Sorry. He works in the financial world and you go and so check he's not, Okay. All right. He runs a fund. Okay. So 
why would anybody want to work with anybody else? Like you mean in an office? Yeah. If you can make it without having to pay anybody else, unless you have to pay, is it a broke? Or brokerage? Two, two reasons. One is there's safety working for someone else because you're using their money. You're not using your money. Right. So like if you want to just have no risk and use somebody else's money, you can start there. Again, then you're kind of going down this grind to become a court in the corporal world. And then it takes a long time to crack that nugget sometimes and get in the door. So then you spend all this time just to work with someone else's money. Like your your people who end there usually stay there. Because then they start making more money and they climb and it's it's like a progression thing, right? It's like, oh, this year I made 80 grand, next year I made 120. And it's like, oh, they're making more and more and more every year. So there's no real ceiling. So like, why do people ever leave? So typically that's a path I see traders, they select it from the start. They either want to go down that corporal path or they want to go kind of self. And But with self, like if you want to work for yourself, you're using your own money, or you take all the risk, but then you get all the reward. So like you have to load up your own account. You don't have a base salary. So you have to be financially okay in a situation where you can support yourself. If you're going to take you six months or a year to learn how to become a day trader. And, and that's a good thing to talk about because people think like, oh, we can just do this in a few weeks. I'm going to make you do it a few weeks. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make you do it a few weeks because you have a special mentoring situation. But for most people, like, it's going to take them six months, a year, maybe two years. So it's like a lot of financial weight to, to brunt. Like, right. okay, like, uh, yeah, you don't pay my mortgage for two years. Sure, no problem. I got that kind of money laying around. Like, that's not. Not realistic. You either have a really supportive husband or wife, or you're just in a situation where your overhead is lower. Maybe it's your second job. You're doing it after hours and you have low overhead and you, you already have a normal job. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Awkward student moment. We'll strike that off. The... <laughs> okay. So can I start or do you want to keep going with your basics? So I'm going to start. I'm going to go over a few more basics about day trading. So okay. that's kind of like the, uh, the first step into day trading. Like here's what it looks like at the end to be a, a day trader. And then, you know, just another to, to circle back to how long it takes to become a professional day trader. This varies person to person. I've seen people flying in three months and they make seven figures a year on their first year. And I've seen people take some three years. And, and they're just just cracking that nugget where they're like, hey, I'm, I'm making 10 grand a year now, and this is really good. And then it's also perspective because some people 10 grand a year is all the money in the world. And then for other people, 10 grand just pays their mortgage every month because they have a really fancy house. So, you know, there's a perspective in how much you need to make. There is no ceiling of what we can make as day traders. You okay. can make seven figures a year. You can make 100 grand a month. Uh, you can make thousand dollars a month and and that's enough so there's there's no ceiling the it's, it's completely scalable to what you want and so you get people who get into the career and they just want to grow and they're thirsty and they're hungry and it just becomes that drive and then you know it's like oh, i made five grand this month and next month they want to make 10 grand a month and then they want to make 25 grand a month and then yeah. 50 and they, they, they go fast so anybody can progress at that rate it's kind of how thirsty you are like are you are you really hungry for it? And you're pushing yourself and you're learning every day. And then you get into a big scenario of how, how are you educating? Are you doing it properly? Are you, are you learning the right stuff? Is it like, are you intaking a bunch of garbage and you're just kind of spinning your wheels and going nowhere because you're learning from the wrong sources? Or are you getting the, the perfect material and you're a high learner and you've got good drive? So there's, there's a lot of factors there that I analyze with people to say, okay, where are your faults and struggles? And uh, people can self-reflect on that too. You know, the, the thing I would say to everybody before they start the journey, reflect on what material you're learning. Because okay. if you're putting a bunch of garbage in your head, nothing but garbage is going to come out anyways. So it's so, like garbage in, garbage out. Right. 
So learn the right material, which is my material, or if you know you have some other source you prefer, that's fine. But I think for the most part, people really enjoy the stuff that I do because it's very scientific, very data-driven. So material first, your own personality traits and the things that can make you fail. So mental analysis, why I focus so much on that is the, the second component and how much time you spend and how optimized is your time because you can go and spend 10 hours a day, but if it's an unoptimized 10 hours a day, it might be equal to somebody who's doing very successful work and, and it's like one hour of their time versus what you have is 10 hours. So these are things we're all going to kind of pinpoint in and drive down on over the course of this month. So okay. it's no worries, but it's just to keep people's minds open to these different abbreviations of where they're going to fall in this trading journey. So I have a question sure. with, uh, that's related to material. Um, how would somebody who doesn't know you, how would they find the right material? Like say if they're looking online for uh, online courses, what should they look for and what should they stay away from? Well, <laughs> unfortunately, in, in day trading, there's not really any, there's, you, like you, you go to university and you can learn how to be an economist. <laughs> I know because I always say the wrong way. Is it right? Economist? Economist. That's the correct one. I always okay. say economist or something. I always mess this up. I always botch this okay. word. Be an economist. No, you can be an economist. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can become an e Okay. Now, okay, I can't say. So now you can go to university and you learn how to become an economist. Okay. And you learn about the history of finance and you learn how to become a smart investor. And these aren't things that help day traders. These are completely different fields like investing and day trading that's something people need to have a very clear picture of right from the start investing so you hear this term all the time yeah. oh, what do you invest in oh, what about your rsp their investments this is not day trading investing okay. is long term like if i have a second house i go buy a second house that's an investment because one day i'm going to sell that house i don't know maybe 10 years and i'm going to make you know half a million dollars on it in 10 years or whatever kind of house i'm buying right these right. are investments you buy land you buy rsps you buy these these bank bonds, things like that are investments. They sit there and one day down the line, you cash them out and you pay tax or not, however you're set up and you, and you take them out and that's it. It's not something that can pay your mortgage every month. It's not a sustainable daily income. It's not something where you can go and work for five hours a day and you are paid for those five hours. It's something where you take a chunk of money, you put it into something, you do this and hope for the best. You cross your fingers and you hope for the best. So this is very important to understand rate from zero. So when, when people are looking but you ask the question, how do people find what to do? Like, where, where do you start looking? First off, define that. What is investing and what is day trading? As day traders, we sit in front of a computer every day and we make trades and we get paid our money for making trades on, on those guys over those computers over there. That's what we do. They can't see those. You can see them. You know what I'm doing. They don't. But for them, <laughs> we're, I'm pointing at computers. So that's a, a core fundamental difference is investing versus day trading. Day trading, you're at the grind every day. And you, can, you have days in day trading where you make 10, 20 grand a day. And it's like, man, what a good day. I just made 20 grand a day. And then you go on a heater and you, you run like three or four of those. And you're like, oh, I mean, yeah, I made 80 grand this week. No big deal. And it's like, and then you can continue that progress, right? So that's a difference because investing, you're sitting there and you're just kind of like, yeah, in 10 years, it's going to turn into something. God, you could own anything in over 10 years, it's going to increase in price. Even cars that devalue one day go back up in value. Things just go up in value over time with inflation. Not everything, but you know, for the most part, everything. So that's like the first thing you have to define is when you are looking to do this, make that differentiation between investing and day trading. Because if it's not a daily thing that you're doing and taking trades and selling them at the end of the day for profits, 
You're not day trading, you're investing. Well, there's different types of trading. There's like swing trading and position trading. And that becomes a different timeline. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. Okay. So your first question is leading into one of our first points. Okay. There's three types of trading. Scalp trading, okay. swing trading, position trading. Scalp trading is defined by a very short period. 15 minutes, an hour, two hours maybe. Okay. So that means as a scalp trade, I know you're lost, <laughs> but it's okay. Hang in there and just listen. A scalp trade is something that's very short. You hit the buttons on the screen to enter a trade. And it's very short. They call it a scalp because it's a very short time that you're in the trade. So you buy something and you might sell it one minute later. Okay. Okay. So okay. like imagine this coffee cup. Okay. You're going you're gonna to take this and yeah. you're going to buy this coffee cup from right. me. Right. Yes. And then Joe yeah. is like, man, I like that coffee cup. This is a friend's coffee cup. This is not a normal coffee cup. See, this has central perk on it. It's yeah. got the green on the inside. It's very special. Okay. So this is a good coffee cup. So you bought this. Right. Joe comes along one minute later. He's like, man, I'll pay double the price of that. You sell it to Joe. That's a scalp. You just scalped my coffee cup because you bought it and sold it back fast for profits. Okay. Right? So that's yeah. a scalp. You just buy something and you sell it really quick. If you want to hold on to this coffee cup for like maybe the rest of the day to see if somebody else wants to come along and give you even more money, that's a swing trade. So okay. Okay. these trade types, well, just hold on. I feel like I need to start writing this down. Okay, you can write it down. Write okay. it down while I'm talking. Okay. So these trade types are defined and there's three types. So it's very easy. There's just three types and they're okay. all defined by time. Okay. Scalp is very quick and very short. Okay. okay. Now you have a swing trade, which is a little longer. So maybe instead of selling the coffee cup, I don't know, an hour after you have it, you wait for a few hours and that's a swing trade. And maybe you wait a day maybe even two days, and you're like, oh, it's still going up in price. People still keep offering me more money for it. Yeah, I'm just going to wait for, you know, a day, see how, see how much I can get. So how long is there like a time limit to be a swing trader? Is there like well, there's a no, week is there's, too long? There's no time limit to be any trader. There's no, there, there, like, there's no time expiration. Like if you get into a trade, you could hold it for 10 years. That's you an could, investment. That's right. There you go. But now you're an investor. Okay. Exactly. And there's another type that, you're, that we're missing here. So between investor... And, and swing trader, there's one more, which is called a position trader. That's somebody who buys something and holds it for a few days to maybe up to even a month, right? So you kind of have that initial thing that we were talking about, about investing in day trading. It breaks down further into an umbrella of time to okay. where a scalp is instant, a swing trade might last maybe, I don't know, four hours, maybe a day, maybe two. A position trade could be a week, maybe a month. After that, it goes scalp trader swing trader, position trader, then after that it's investor. Okay. Right. So that's kind of your difference right there. And that's what really makes up that umbrella of are you a trader or are you an investor? It's kind of how long you're in the trades. Because ideally, and the way a lot of people like to do it is they're scalp traders. They see a really good opportunity in the markets. They're like, oh, I want to buy it now. It's about to move fast. They buy, it moves fast. Five minutes later, they're out of the trade. They've made their money. They're done for the day. So a lot of your time in the day might just be kind of monitoring all these different things. And you're like, oh, I've got four or five different things I'm really looking at today because they've really piqued my interest. I think they're really good trades that are going to happen today. But that doesn't mean you're going to get into them at that exact moment. That means you're waiting for the right moment to strike to get into them. Okay. And when you do, you might only have it for five minutes because the price just starts soaring out of, out of its mind. So then you might just sell it and be done for the day. Or you might hold it and become a swing trader that day. And they're all day traders. Swing, scalp, position, they're all day trading. But it just, it, you have to start thinking about, about it in, the, in the, um, the idea that they are defined by time and how long you hold it. The longer you're holding it, the more you're getting into that investment umbrella. Okay. 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 So write that down. Scalp trader. Got, I got that. You got swing trader. Swing trader, right. Yep. 
which you can put like four hours max. You could just do that for now. We could be swing traders for two days, but just to make it simple, we'll just put four hours max. Position. And a position trader. Exactly. It could be like up to a week or two weeks. So that just kind of gives you like a one, two, three hierarchy there from like the lowest time you could be in a trade versus the largest time. You could be in a trade for two seconds, by the way. You could buy something. You bought it at the exact right moment. It goes up two seconds later. You could sell for huge profits. Sometimes it works like that. Could be two seconds. Scalp trader isn't defined by a minimum. There is no minimum. The second you hit that buy button, you're in the trade. And it's up to you when you want to sell it. Okay. Hold it for 10 years. Like Tesla, look at Tesla's price. Tesla was worth like $90 a few years ago. Now it's worth like 1200 bucks a stock. Okay. You'd be an investor, right? Right. They'll have that Tesla stock. Makes sense. Okay. Hit me with your next one. Okay. What do you got here? Let's check it out. I feel like I didn't finish some point that I was talking about. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It's fine. Kind yeah. of trail off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you answered my one question I was going to ask. Um, so here's another one. Can anyone learn how to trade without learning the courses? Put a pin in that question. I remember what you asked me. Okay. You had asked me how people would find the right material. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll circle back to that. Okay. You asked me how people would find the right material. That's the first step. The second, the second thing to know about day trading is we, can't, we don't go to school to learn how to become day traders. There's not really any university programs that I know of. Maybe there are now, but not that I know of. There's no real university programs out there that teach this stuff. Day trading is one of those taboo fields that they can teach you how to invest, but they won't teach you how to day trade because it's much more complex. It gives people ultimate control because the thing about day trading it creates people who have seven-figure incomes. It can create people who have eight-figure incomes. They're not equipping people at university to have that type of takeover. Right, because they don't want the masses to have it. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot of, the, of things. Like, that's kind of a loaded statement. There's a lot of things that would go into that. It, it could be as corrupt and it could be as derived as, yeah, they don't want the masses to take control, which is parts of some, some of the truths of, of day trading in the world. Other truths are universities simply probably don't want to take the financial responsibility of saying like, oh, I'm teaching you how to make money today. And then someone goes, they get out of university and in a week they, they lost like all of mom and dad's life savings because they said like, mom, dad, I need 250K. And then you know, university taught me how to become a day trader. And then they do some crappy trades and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, the university taught me and I came out of university. That's bad rep stuff. Like that, right. There's a lot of responsibility there on somebody to teach you how to day trade. Like that's a big responsibility somebody takes on because then, then they're saying like, I'll teach you this and that's what you'll be able to do. So I think there's a responsibility clause there that happens with universities. And, and I think there's a very protected set of data out there as well. Like the kind of back into the corruption side, I think there's a very protected set of data out there that to be, to be honest, not a lot of people are teaching this stuff properly. And uh, I think it's like that on purpose. So yeah, it's very hard to find the right sources, but with modernization and in the internet and the birth of digital, the digital era, I mean, we're, I guess what I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I cracked that code to give it to people, right? So, and I'm sure there's going to be more like me that come along, or at least from my work, others that, you know, continue that journey or that path or whatever happens. But um, it's very hard because there's a lot of material out there that's just very inaccurate. So it's kind of like finding the needle in the haystack to become the day trader. First, you have to be blessed 
with understanding the difference between investing. Well, maybe blessed is not the right word. You just have to have the knowledge yeah. to be uh, understand <laughs> investing in day trading. And then so you get to the people who have to understand what day trading is. Then you have to be blessed to find the right information because 99 out of 100 stuff out there for every 100 samples is like completely just out of this world, not reliable, just garbage. Bonkers. Okay. You said, you said it, not me. I'll, I'll agree <laughs> with that. I won't say it, but you said it. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, there's just, it's not, I don't think there's a lot of really good material out there. Universities don't teach it, so we don't have any high level scholastic resources. It's just kind of like word of mouth. So what about, so there's no books? available they are every book i've read is pretty outdated and kind of falls under that same line of just stuff that's not really usable a lot of people teaching indicators a lot of people talking about strategies a lot of people talking about johnny let's go pump the markets like just stuff that's not usable we we learn a science and we use a science and data points to make exact decisions with with impeccable accuracy like my work it's like people have like 99.9 percent .9 accuracy with it or 99 percent or above that they nail everything it's 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 ridiculous but it's also because I just rely on a set of data and science. I don't care about any of that other noise of the world. It's just pure data, pure science. No indicators because that stuff doesn't work. Okay. Indicators are completely useless. That's part of my next question. So what I hear you talk about, like, don't use the indicators. But uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Is that how I sound? I hope not. If it is, I got some speech stuff to work on. Okay. <laughs> but what are indicators? Um, okay. Coffee first. I yeah. got a fuel up for that one because okay. indicators is a big talk. Okay. Um, Should I be writing my notes on it? No, you don't need to write any notes about indicators. You can <laughs> just put they are garbage. That's okay. it. Your notes are done. Okay. Um, so indicators are like this. They take points on a chart. So let's let's just not get too far ahead of ourselves, but let's just talk about what the the raw thing that indicators do. You have charts. You've seen charts before. Yes. You have a bunch of candlesticks and data that go through them. An right. indicator will try to predict the next move that happens based on events from the past. So it's like a computer program. A bot? Or like a yeah, bot sometimes or an algorithm. Uh, it's, it's a set of code that's saying, oh, I saw the top is here and I saw the bottom is here. And as time goes on, I can take like kind of an average result and read it. So there's a fundamental flaw with indicators because they're saying like, I'm going to use a very simple number example, 10 and 1. 1 is on the bottom, 10 is on the top. If, if an algorithm is reading 10 as the highest point and 1 is the lowest point, well, it can never know the moment that it's going to hit next because what it's doing is it's reading it in between and it's saying, oh, it's one hour has gone by and there was a 10 and a 1. And then the next hour has gone by and it's saying, well, it hasn't hit a 10 and a 1 yet so that those numbers are like dwindling down. And it's like kind of going like this over time. It's like compressing okay. on itself because it's reading an average return of data. So if an hour ago... 10 was hit for the next 60 minutes, it's reading that and it's averaging out that number to find a moment for the future. So if something goes like this, an indicator can only read averages between. It can't read tops and bottoms because they only have data that gets generated off of averages. Okay. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh... I'll give you a visual example. Okay. A lot of times you have... Say this microphone stand. I'll turn it to the side so everybody can see. Say this microphone stand is a trend line. Okay. okay? An indicator will go like this and it'll intersect with that trend line. Okay. Right? But it doesn't know when that trend is going to break. So it doesn't know if it's going to go like this and over top of it. It doesn't know if it's going to go here and underneath that trend line. It doesn't know what it's going to do. So all it can do is read data from back here and, and kind of assume what it's doing. It okay. doesn't actually know. And it can only take averages. 
So it'll float through that trend line. And it's like, hey, nothing happened. We broke a trend. Something's supposed to happen. But that moment's already passed and price is back up here. Or it's already passed and that price is down here. And then that indicator, because what happens is it has to read that bottom number. So if that indicator is going straight sideways, it has to read this number first in oh, order for yeah. it to go down because it's, it's reading this Pop one the point. Yeah. Exactly. So it's going through this trend. Price goes this way straight down. It's still up here because then it's saying, okay, well, the price went down. So over time, I'm going to go like this and it's going to trail down. So you've missed that trade. This like, happened to, it, it already today. happened. Yeah. It can't read that in the moment because it's only reading averages from the past to give you a predictive result for the future. So, you know, you can have one price here. And indicator is already going like this and falling down. It spikes back up and the price is up here and this indicator just starts floating up. But this is like already happened. This has already happened 10, 15 minutes ago. But because that price is so high, now it's reading that and it's pulling it up over time. And then the price sinks to the ground. And, and that indicator is still way up here. So they can never work because they don't read data in the moment. They read averages from the past and they try their best to round them out into usable data, but it never works. Indicators are like, made on purpose a lot of times just to fool people just to screw with them just to make them lose money because the the raw truth is the markets need fodder because the more yeah what's a fodder fodder like cow food like okay. just like animal okay. food fodder like it's <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you said father <laughs> did you need a father jesus whoa that's some game of thrones stuff okay. um no they don't need a father they, the, the markets need sheep the markets need people who are willing to funnel bad money in because all the rich are just sitting there taking all that money from yeah. these people who are following these indicators. And, and, and they do it with a smile on their face. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's, let's put out a new indicator this month. And it's the best new hypest thing. And they market it out and they hype it up. And it's just like, how do you buy more bad money? Convince the public that you're releasing a cool tool that'll get them rich quick. And then everybody follows it. And then the rich have just said like yeah we just bought bad money like we just put more bad money into the market which is good money for us we just we just basically bought more money so that's kind of like the way you should think about indicators is they can never work because they don't read real-time data and even when they do they're working off average points and no matter what anybody ever tells you about indicators i don't care i've been in these markets a long time it's been a big chunk of my life over 10 years no matter what anybody ever tells you indicators will never run this industry neither will algorithms or bots so indicators are like a hard no don't, don't use them don't use if them. anybody starts talking about them credibility goes out the window okay they have no clue what they're talking about okay or they've convinced themselves or convinced other people that this is it this is the magical moment yeah sure man like it's it never it's okay. a cardinal sin for any real day trader who knows actually what's happening so is an indicator the same as a bot because you were you said bot and algorithm or no, no okay they're, is they're it things that we need to thing. know or no, no? bots okay. you don't need to know about bots you don't need to know about indicators think of these as bank terms, sales terms, high, like really good terms to sound good in front of your friends, but real day traders, you know, you have bots that serve some purpose. Like there are, the, the, what a bot is, is just a piece of code that runs something that you tell it to run. I could make a bot to tell this clock right here, my Nixie clock. I could say like, okay, every time the power goes out, I, I want you to restart this 10 minutes after the power comes on. I don't know why I want to restart, but I just want it to. So I can make a bot to program it to do that. You're just giving a piece of code, a set of instructions. So I mean, there's bots that do things, but they're not, they're not useful for making money over over a science or over data They're They're just used to maybe make your life easier. Like, could have a bot that says once a week, withdraw half my money, so you don't have to go and click the buttons. Okay. 
right? Like you, it, it could be anything. It could be a bot that executes trades for you. It could be a bot as simple as just turning off your alarm clock or taking out half your funds because you're really too lazy to do three clicks. Like, okay. so bots are kind of like water cooler talk. Like, you just got a job at the bank and you really want to fit in, and you know you wear a nice blue suit. Like my pants are like a nice blue suit. You start talking about bots, and then everybody's like, "Oh man, I know all the bots." It's okay, like, yeah, that's why you work at the bank for salary. All right, next question. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So I have the question, is an investor the same as a day trader? So we've already, already that is that. in there. We're not the same. Okay. Here is a question. <laughs> How much math is involved in day trading? So there's, there's some math, but it's not going to make or break your career. So like, which math? Oh, like you want to scale a one to 10? <laughs> like, what would I need to know? Do I need to, do I have to get a calculator? Where I'm, like, as you know, my math skills, <laughs> my math you know, skills are terrible. Math, yeah. They're really bad. So is it something that, when would I need to use math? Is it for like percentages? Like, is that something that you use in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we use percentages. Um, good news about math is that it is needed but it's all controlled by tools. Okay. So if you ever need to know how much percentage, for example, of a trade that you're in, how much percentage is up or down or whatever, whatever time you'd need to know percentage, there's a tool that you can just click. You click it once, you click two points on your chart and you say, I want to know the percentage from $10 down to $5 and it will just show you on your screen. And you could just drag it and as you drag it down, the percentage will just kind okay. of... So uh, like with all computers, like the math, it's, it's not like you have to know manual calculations by okay. any stretch of any means. There's tools that will give you whatever calculations you need outside of just like ABC math, like, oh, I made $500 today and I want to keep 300. That's like pretty, like you don't really need math too much. Like it, it's a skill that can help because you can do quick calculations. But if you're really bad at math, it's not really going to hinder your career. It just okay. might, it'll force you to learn the tools better on the actual software because okay. like between a calculator and the tools on trading view that they give you, I use trading view. There's other programs. You, I, I prefer trading. View. I think most people do. It's pretty industry standard. Um, that's one of the tools you're going to be using. Kind of one of my questions. Yep. Um, if you were like the worst person in the world at math, uh, like just like a bottom barrel math person, then it would just force you to learn the tools. So okay. you're okay. That's the good news. There's tools. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's okay. tools. And uh, yeah, it's, it's needed, but you don't need to know how to do it. You just need to know how to use the tools that will show you the, the results you need. And they're all there for you. Okay, yeah. good. Not as discouraged. Thank you. Okay. Um, so you talked about TradingView. What is TradingView? So is that because I've heard you talk about Binance as well? Mm -hmm. Yep. Are, what are those? So now we're getting into software. Now we're getting what does it look like to actually day trade. Okay. okay. Should we get into that a little later or just continue on? Well, we can get into it a little bit now, but I'm going to be giving you an outline on a plan. So it's like this. You have only a few tools you need in trading. People overcomplicate it. They make it way too complex. You see people trying to sell trading courses and they've got like seven or eight screens up. You need one screen computer that works. I've trained people who trade only on their phone, like an Android phone that's not even current gen, and they just do all their trading on that. You need one screen, one keyboard, one mouse, one computer kind of thing. And outside of that, really, all you need to understand is that there is an exchange that you're going to need to use. 
And the exchange is where you actually take your trades. So like you could set it up to the bank. Binance is an exchange. They deal in crypto. They're the biggest crypto exchange. So I go on Binance to trade Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever. Okay. So that's like the website that you log into. So that's called an exchange. And that's what handles the trades. So when you're actually executing these trades, you're doing it on an exchange. It's like if you're buying a car, you're going to the car dealership to buy the car. Or if you're making a trade, you're going to the exchange to execute that trade. Okay. So the exchange is like Binance is an exchange. The exchange is just where you, it's like your software that you interact with every day. And outside of that, we have our charting software where we actually make our charts and decide what we're going to buy and when we're going to buy. Because we don't do that on Binance. Binance okay. is simply just like they have charts on Binance, but I would always tell people don't, don't chart on Binance Bye. or any exchange. They're just not as reliable as TradingView. They have developed their system and their space in the industry as an exchange just to handle buys and sells and they charge fees for them. Every time you buy something, you get charged a fee. It's a few dollars. Every time you sell something, you get charged a fee. Or it could be more than a few dollars. Depends how much you trade. It's a percentage of what you trade with, which okay. you don't even really need to know. We can talk about it, but you don't even really need to know that yet. Um, and it's a very small part of the overall equation. So you have your exchange, which you're actually executing the trades on. And then you have your trading view, which is your, your charting software. So you have a day trading chart. You're going to go on TradingView and you're going to mark levels and trends and do all your work on TradingView. So like imagine buying a car, you research it on the internet and you do all your homework on the internet before you go to the car dealership and buy it. Okay, so TradingView is like where you do your actual work, your yes. learning of the charts and stuff. Yes. And it shows you all the different Has types your, of stocks. Yeah, you can see all the stocks all over the world on TradingView. So if like you wanted to trade Bitcoin on Binance, on TradingView, you could check out Bitcoin Binance. So it has commodities and, and all the, the different types of... Commodities, Forex, stocks, crypto. Commodities are things like wheat and oil, right. uh, sugar, cotton. Um, <laughs> there's Forex, which is the exchange markets, which is your, your, your currency system. So the American dollar, the GBP, okay. all the different the Canadian dollar, peso, all the currencies and then okay. stocks are like your your everyday stocks like that's like stores right pharmaceutical companies yeah nike has a stock there a store nike pharmaceutical companies tesla microsoft apple okay. stocks so things that aren't like currency symbols like government-owned currencies and things that aren't commodities those are stocks and then there's crypto which is bitcoin ethereum all that right all that fun jazz okay okay good to know do you have to pay a fee to do Training View, or like, is it free? They have a free version, but with anything, you get unlocks for the premium versions. Premium version is helpful. I have it. It's it's stuff like you know you have a free free Training View. You have to watch ads. You don't get as much data. You can't do as many features. But uh, to be fair, most of the most of the features on Training View are more geared towards indicators, which is just a big falsehood anyway. So. More of that stuff is geared towards indicators and having, you know, kind of this idea that, hey, you have 10 screens and 50 indicators, you need the best version because we can run it all. Like, it's just kind of like this pointless endeavor. Don't typically need the pro version. No, you don't need like it. As a beginner, version. I would say keep your costs low. Just go with the free version and you click X on the ad when it pops up and you're just like, yeah, that sucks, but my life goes on. <laughs> it's an ad. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um... That one, good. And don't worry, we're going to make a full plan for you, what you're going to be doing this week okay. and next week. So you, this is just like, 
open playing field to ask all the kind of questions that you, you may have had. Okay. Um, what is the process in buying a stock? Or is that something just like, is that theory based? Do I have to learn? No, it's a good question. What is the process in buying a stock? So first, you'd want to determine if it's worth buying it or not. If you think the price is going up, then you would do is you would buy it. If you think the price is going down, well, there's another mechanism for that, that you can still make money. It's like, your job is to just predict which way it's going. So I have a question. Mm. So is it better to buy a stock when it's at its lowest price? Or is it doesn't matter what price it's at? So yeah, generally, it's better to buy when it's at, the, at its lowest price, because it gives it the most room to grow. Like if, right. if something is $1, but you know it's going to go down to $0.10. Cents. Well, you'd want to wait till it's $0.10 cents because you could buy just that much more. Like if I had $1 and the stock was $1, well, I could buy one of those stocks. So I could buy one stock, like one coffee cup. I have $1. This coffee cup is valued at $1. Okay. But if the price went real low because nobody was buying my coffee cups and I had 10 coffee cups and they're $0.10 cents each, you could, buy, you could buy 10 of them for that same dollar. Right. So yeah, generally you want to wait till something's lower in price, but then you also don't want to miss the stock. Like Tomorrow, this coffee cup may be worth $50. This might be, this is, I told you, this is a friend's coffee cup. This is a really good one, Central yeah. Perk. So yeah. maybe tomorrow comes along and this is worth $50. <laughs> and you could have bought it for $1, but you were like, no, I'm going to wait for 10 cents. But then it just never went to 10 cents. So yes, it is best to buy it when the price is lowest because then it has the most room to grow. But uh, you know, that's where you have to do your work. That's where you have to say like, oh, it's not going any lower. Now is the time to buy. So ideally, the process looks like this. I know that was one of your questions. Your next question was the process. The process looks like this. You look at your computer every day. You go on TradingView. Right. You do all your charts. You're going to have sometimes just, yeah, as a beginner, you may have only five charts or 10 charts you look at because you want to keep things light and easy. You're still learning. You don't want to get overloaded. So you may only have five or 10 charts you look at every day. And you may need to spend half an hour on each chart. So if you have five charts you look at each day and you have to spend half an hour on each one, two and a half hours are going to be spent just looking at those charts, just drawing lines and deciding, is this good to buy? Is this not good to buy? Well, I think this one's going to drop to like 50 cents, but it's still at a dollar. So I think I'm going to wait a little bit longer. Can you monitor it? And you go every day and you, you check every day. It's like, a, it's like a plant. You're just going and checking it every day checking its growth every day, seeing what it's doing, checking out how it's, it's either moving down and respecting what you said, because you're going to draw trends and levels and just do, do different types of things on your chart, which we'll get into. And, and you just want to see when the right time is to buy. So it's kind of like timing it perfectly. So the process is you wake up, you start looking at your charts to decide which one is a smart buy. And then if there's a smart buy that day, you buy it. As you get better, you're not going to spend half an hour on a chart. It could take you like like when I whip through my charts, I'm like three, four seconds a chart. I, it flashed on the screen. I'm like, thousand processes go through my head. I'm like, okay, done, good. And I just sit there and I hit space. So when I'm charting, it's like five minutes and I can get through like a hundred charts. And it's just like on trading view, when you hit the space key, it's, it like brings you to your next chart. It's kind of like you hit space. It's like next, next in line, next in line is like. Okay. Chart, next, good. Not this one, not this one, not this one, not this one. Okay. That one's good. Okay. So you, like over time. <laughs> Yeah, sounds fun. Over time, you're going to get really good at charting and you're going to really fast. And then you can have like, imagine you get super good and you can have 500 things you look at in, in less than 45 minutes. And you could maybe, maybe it only takes you 10 minutes of work a day. So that's one of the allures of being a day trader is because when you get really good, it's the kind of, it's the kind of career that you can, you could work 
12 hours a day if you want still, and you would just make even more money. But it's also the career where you can work like an hour a day and make a thousand bucks a day or 2000 or 5000. It depends how good you get, right? So your process every day is looking at your chart, deciding what makes sense to buy or sell. If you find that opportunity, it's okay. Some days there's no opportunities in the markets because you're just not looking at the right stocks or it's just slow or, or whatever's happening is happening. So you look at your trades and if one is going to happen, then you go on your exchange like Binance or Ameritrade or, or your Ameritrade is another exchange for stocks. It's fine. You go and you look at your, your exchange and you go on your exchange and you execute the trade. You either hit buy or sell. So that's your process. You just look at your charts, you mark them up, and then if something makes sense to buy, you buy it. And then you sell it when it gets to the price you want. It's just that easy. Maybe it sounds easy, but... It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's, it at it's all. Not. It's not easy at all. Okay. Uh, so uh, that's the process. The process is you check your chart first. If something makes sense, then you go on your exchange and you execute the trade. So can you... It seems like a lot of work. Uh, is it possible to mark uh, an alert? Yeah. Like, like, so it, you don't always have to check? Hmm. You can. That's one of the benefits of you asked earlier, like why would somebody use a higher version of TradingView, like a pro version? They have alerts on the pro versions that can send it to your phone. So you could just have like, I know some people who do it like this, okay? They have a thousand charts and they spend like, Four days straight, grinder mode, 16 hours a day. That's all they work for the month, by the way. And they set up every single, single trade. Like, they don't miss a single trade. And, and they set up every single one. And they put an alert on every single trade they want to take. And then they just walk away from their computers. And like a week later, it's like they get a message on the phone. Oh, this coffee cup just went down to 25 cents. You asked me to tell you when it went down to this level. It's there right now. Then you can even just buy it from your phone even. So I know people who spend a few days a month trading because they just set up their trades and they just want to take that trade when it comes. And I know people who do this every day and change their alerts every day and they just use it to get into more and more and more trades because they're on the path where they want to work you know, 10 or 12 hours a day because they want to make like 50 grand a week. So someone who gets a lot of trades in and they have their, they mark their trades. Um, that's not an investor. And they, the ones that just walk away and just wait for it to, that, that's not investing. It's, it's not investing because they haven't entered the trade yet. So once you enter the trade is when, and how long you stay in starts. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Which is not like, it's good to understand this, but it doesn't really, it's not something you have to remember going forward because you're not going to sit there and be like, I can't be an investor. I don't need to hold on to this. Right? Like you're just, the, the purpose is very simple. You buy a stock and you sell it when you want to make the money on it. When, when it goes to the price you want, you sell it. Whether you end up having, like I have some stocks that I've been holding for a year and they're doing very well. And, and like that would make me an investor. But that doesn't mean I don't have some that I invest in and some that I just trade every day. Like I trade Bitcoin every day because it moves fast and it provides a lot of good opportunities. So I'm a, I'm a day trader by Bitcoin, but then I have some stock investments. So I, I have both. I, I also okay. have like RSPs and I have savings and all these different things in my banks and, you know, trust set up and, and different other financial mechanisms. And, and sometimes those are investments, even though I'm a day trader. It doesn't mean you can't do both. Okay. Maybe you like 
<clears throat> found some company that you really believe in and you know like what do we have here we, we have some moss here this is green moss and they've made rainbow colored moss and you think they're like all of the future's promise and okay. so you just like yeah I'm, I'm in and you just hold it and maybe 10 years later rainbow moss is like the new hype it's like tamagotchis or pikachu you know like pokemon or something but is that that, that fundamental note <laughs> it is yeah fundamental analysis it is yeah absolutely but that doesn't mean that you can't use your technical analysis which that's a good point we need to talk about the difference between technical and fundamental analysis i'm not sure if that was one of your questions but wasn't it's a good point to bring up it doesn't mean you can't have technical analysis reasons to buy so before you ask your next question we're going to stop right there for a second technical analysis fundamental analysis these are two terms that get thrown around have you heard of them i've heard of them do you know the difference you might because you hang around with me a lot. Yeah. Uh, I believe that technical is like charting and like science, right? The, the Just line. trading, right. specifically trading based on your charts. Right. Yes. And fundamental is like newsworthy stuff. Like if you see stuff on the news and, oh, this is going upwards, Jimmy Jam. <laughs> I don't know. Who is Jimmy Jam? <laughs> Jimmy Something Jam. Something going on that I should know about? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Jam is... CEO is into bad news yeah, bears. And then stock drops. Yeah. Because Jimmy Jam then, is in bad news okay. bears. Yeah, yeah. I know all about this. So that the is cameras are off. We're gonna have a talk. I'm kidding. Just <laughs> Jimmy Jam's number. We're gonna make a phone call. Stop. <laughs> so is that the fundamental analysis? Yeah, that's okay. that's exactly it's important for people to know that we have two types of analysis in our markets, fundamental and technical. Fundamental is simply news derived things, fundamental analysis is is uh well it's not news right it's the fundamentals of the company so fundamental analysis would be a company's fundamental core values the ethos of their company what it okay. represents and what it stands for like for example tesla is a great forward-thinking company trying to innovate our future through battery and renewable energy sources that's all fundamental analysis it's it's the company ethos it's what they represent stand and stand for, for. okay technical analysis is just the data we look at on our charts we don't we don't care we don't we don't care if they make Rainbow colored moss. Well, we don't care if Jimmy Jam is making, you know, whatever he does. You probably know more about that than I do. Like, we don't know what Jimmy Jam is making. We don't care. We don't care. We're, right. we're technical analysis. We're day traders. We only work with technical analysis. We don't care anything about the news. News doesn't move charts, despite what people think and may tell you. News will never move charts. It always happens after the fact. It's like an indicator. Every single time, and I, and I train these guys and girls every single day, we see Bitcoin hits a crazy price. We take a trade, and then and then price goes exactly in the direction we want it to. And then a day later, Elon Musk just did this, or or, or Microsoft just did that. But it, like it already happened a day ago. Like the trade already happened. So news ensues after it, it ensues ensues. <laughs> this is another word that I can't really. This is one that gets me. ensues ensues. News comes after. <laughs> yeah, you see, I outsmarted that one. News comes after the technicals. We don't care anything about the news because it's just like an indicator. It's just after the fact, you're going to have some kind of... And, and then, they, so they make up excuses about it. They say, oh, well, it's insider trading. No, it's just data on a chart. It's just data and science on a chart. It's been there forever. We had a video called Reverse Engineering the Stock Markets, and it talks about it and shows the proof that it's all been being controlled and been there. The exact same science that's used today has been used since the 1800s. And for people who haven't seen that, yes, the 1800s, uh, they had data back then that was usable for the same science. So we're talking about 130 years of the markets being controlled. It's, it's not the news. It never is, it never was, it never has been. It's just what people like to believe because they can't 
get past that point. So fundamental technical analysis, very big. We never use fundamental analysis. It's as useless as indicators. We use specifically science and data on the charts, which is technical analysis because we are day traders. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Uh, do we have to notify our bank that we're trading? Or is it because if you're trading, so, okay. Oh, go ahead. So if I'm trading, what is another, if you don't want to trade Bitcoin and um, crypto? Trade stocks and Forex. So how do you do that? Because you, if you have to use, sorry, I can't, I'm studying my words. So if you have to use um, an exchange, which exchange do you use for like regular stocks and not crypto? Okay, so that's getting into uh, like how to set up your accounts and stuff like that. So okay. you can trade through your bank. You can trade through any one of these services. Like if you were to just go and Google, you know, stock trading, you, you would have like lists of different places that would want to take your money to allow you to trade on their platforms. Like okay. it's a business in itself, these exchanges, because they charge a fee. So every time you execute a trade, they get a few bucks. So, you know, there's tons of them. There's no shortage of them. Um, you could probably just Google, I want to trade stocks. And the first five things would be different okay. brokers. So you kind of have to do your research, what makes sense. I'll speak a little bit about that. I'll speak to that in the ways that, uh, like from experience, I like trading through my bank. Now, th this is kind of getting ahead of ourselves because before we need to worry about, you know, why it makes more sense to trade through your bank. And, but before even going down that road, you have to be profitable first. So first step is like learning how to do this stuff. And then once we learn how to do it, we can become profitable and we can, we can create the best system that makes the most sense. But the reason I like trading through my bank is number one, for accounting. Number two, because I trust the bank with my, my money. And number three, because no matter what happens, it's audible by my accountant. So it's, it's a great benefit for any day trader to trade through their bank and their banks have all the same stocks that, that uh, any exchange would. There's no disadvantage or advantage going from one exchange to the other. It's just like, what store do you buy your Nikes at? And everybody sells Nikes. Everybody sells Skechers. Like, what store do you buy them at? You know, right. whichever one has it on sale. So sometimes you get uh, a place that has them for dirt cheap, but then you're getting like open box or, you know, used shoes or no return policy. You know, you know when you trade through your bank, and, and it comes time to do your accounting, say you're a profitable trader, your, your, your accounting comes, you just print it off from your bank sheet and it's, it's checkable by your government. And they can just say like, oh, this comes right from your bank, no big deal. It's all audible and it's all very clean and neat and tidy. You're not gonna spend a bunch of time, you're not gonna spend money for your accountant to go and learn some kind of exchange like, oh, Ameritrade has this way. So then you have to export all the data on your own, you have to enter it into spreadsheets, you have to do all this extra work, you have to pay your Jeez. accountant. Like it just becomes a big hassle. But if you do it through your bank, like typically accountants have done this before, like stock accounts have done this and, and they know the bank systems pretty well. So it's just like, click a few buttons on your bank, print it, you call your banker, like call your banker, just say, hey man, like I need my transactions for the year. Can you give them to me? Yeah, sure. Just log into your account, go here, you got them. And it's, it's, it's a very clean trail. Okay. So like I prefer going through my bank and, and it becomes easier to justify for taxation as well. And it becomes also very easy to transfer money in and out because you're just going from like one bank account to your other bank account, yeah. all within the same bank. It's like, it's instant. If you have to take money out from an exchange, you go and you withdraw like 10K or something, they want ID verification. It takes five business days sometimes. And, and they, they have limits and caps. Like, I don't need any of that crap. My bank knows me. Like, I just call them and be like, hey man, like, give me my, like, I need 20K. Like, just 
you don't even have to call them. You just click a few buttons in your account and it's like you can transfer money over. So there's advantages for sure to using your personal banking. So like I would recommend anybody to go down that path from the start because the fees are always going to be the same. You're also never worried about the exchange shutting down. So like your bank okay. is not going to just shut down overnight. But like I've seen exchanges shut down. But if your money is with them and they shut down, like, yeah, you, it may take you a week to get your money. It may take you a month. It may take you six months. It depends. Like, what if they get seized out by the government, right? What if they get shut down because they're breaking the law? Like, your bank's not going to do that, right? So it's like very safe, very secure, easy for accounting purposes. You want to set yourself up right from the start. The downfall is that it takes a little bit of time when you set up through your bank because you know what? Typically, through a bank, you're going to have to go through a process where you fill out a bunch of paperwork to open up an investing account. But these services, like whatever you, you uh, sign up for online, they want your money as fast as they can. So you just like deposit and you're ready to go. Right. It's like within a day, you're like, you're ready to go. Yeah, I would recommend anybody take the few weeks it takes to set up a bank account to do it like that, like through their actual bank. And I'd usually call them like investing accounts or whatever. Each bank has a different name. Safer. Safer, smarter, easier accounting purposes taxation you know how accountants are they want things very specific <laughs> they so, do yeah <laughs> yeah okay so i want to get back to the learning process of it i've yeah. heard people say paper trading what is that the so paper trading is when we practice like a practice account it's when you're not using real money so paper trading is just specifically practice money so monopoly money <laughs> so you could have like a, you could go today and go on trading view and open up a paper trading account and you could have a million dollars in there to see what it feels like to trade with real money. Okay. Just practice money. Practice money, practice account. Monopoly money. That's what I'll be doing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else I got here. Um, it may be a stupid question, but who sets the market prices on stocks? <laughs> that's a signal we don't ask that question no, i'm kidding um okay so who sets the market prices yeah is it just like the businesses or no, just like like the price you pay for a stock yeah it's just whatever the people have it, it like the people control that people yeah everybody like in us? the world yeah us so we control it so it, there's no one person who's sitting there telling the markets hey you're worth this much you're worth that much it's like tesla's worth is twelve hundred dollars a stock or eleven hundred or whatever it's worth today it's worth that because people keep buying it. And because people, people keep buying it, people just keep charging more for it. It's just supply and demand. Okay. There's only so much of every, any stock. Like I don't, I don't remember how much stock there is of Tesla. That stuff's not important to me. But say they have like 100,000 stock. So there's like you could, you know, from inception when the company first got created and they have their, their uh, articles of incorporation. Right. And, and it says like, oh, we have 100,000 shares for the public. And then so they sell those 100,000 shares and maybe the first day they're all worth a dollar and all they all sell out. And then people are like, oh, well, there's not enough to buy and they were worth a dollar. So I'm going to sell mine for $1.20. And then those ones get bought up. And then it just keeps going up because people are just like, oh, this is in high demand. Let's just keep raising the price. Because it's like, if I have Tesla stock, I could charge whatever I want for it. I could say I'm not selling it for until it's worth 50 grand. And if I hold it long enough, maybe one day it'll get there. Um, you know, and if people don't want the stock, they'll just sell it cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. They're like, oh, I don't want this garbage. It's a it's a bonfire. It's just, everything's going down. So then they'll just sell it and they're willing to sell it cheaper. And the next guy's willing to sell it cheaper. So just people control the prices. There is no controller of the market prices, people. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Next question. 
you have to pay a fee to put your money in or like put it into the stocks or take it out? Or do you just, I guess every exchange, we kind of went through that. I guess every exchange has their own process. So you don't have to pay a fee to put money in an exchange. Of course not. But every, exactly. <laughs> See, now you're catching on the way these things are run. But you have to pay a fee every trade you make. So when you make okay. the trade, you're paying a fee. This goes back to when there's a fee to actually execute the things on paper and, and the transfer of the, like now it's so fast with computers and everything. They still charge a fee, but it's like there's an actual transfer of the shares. Like when I buy stock through my bank, I get sent something in the mail that's like, here's your actual stock certificates or that a certification saying that they're holding them on my behalf unless I request them to be drawn out. But somebody has to do the paperwork on the back end. So they charge a fee. Okay. It's much more than they need to charge, but that's not the conversation for the today. business. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Um... How often do you need to trade in order to be profitable? You can take one trade a month if you want. If it's a profitable trade, it's a profitable trade. Some people take one trade a month and they put lots of money on it. Some people, if you know, they're trading with 100 grand, they'll go and they'll put 50 grand on every single trade and they'll just take one trade a month. And if it does really well, they make a lot of money because they've risked more. And some people like the strategy where you use uh, you know, a lot of small amounts of money, like you know, 50 trades that are worth $200 each or you know, even less, 50 trades that are worth $1 each or, or 2 or $3 each, Okay, right? So it just kind of depends. There's no real right or wrong there. It's just how, how much to be profitable, more focus on your accuracy. If you're a good trader, then you can continue to become more accurate and, and scale up your, your money. Yeah, you All about you, risk and reward. Yeah, you as a brand new trader, you wouldn't want to go and put 50 grand on a single trade, although you may struggle <laughs> with beginner's luck. You wouldn't want to put that kind of money on it because if things go bad, you're going to lose a lot of money fast. But as you get right. better, then you can just scale up the amount you like to use. Oh, I have another question. It's sure. kind of more geared towards you. Okay. When you started to learn how to trade and do all that, what were some of the mistakes you made? Uh, God, mental analysis. Although I was a poker player, um, I was pretty good. Mistakes, like beginner mistakes. What mistakes did I make? Question. We're going to rack my brain. Just like revenge trading, I think. Getting really like emotional with trading. Yeah. yeah, I'm the kind of person who wants to be very precise, very accurate. I drive for the truth. I drive for perfection. So when something would go wrong, I would, you know, be like, well, I just lost this much money. Let's double it up. Let's <laughs> use even more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> kind of had that beginner's mentality because I was, you know, very much like revenge trading a lot of the time. That was a mistake that I made. Um, it diminishes with accuracy. I think that's something everybody does because it doesn't feel good to lose money. So emotion takes over. But now I'm much more seasoned and refined and don't really let that system one stuff affect me anymore. Emotional stuff doesn't really. Yeah, it's just money. Exactly. Okay. What is one of the most important qualities you think a trader should have? One of the most important qualities, being creative. Being creative is by far the most important thing. I would rather, I would rather teach a guitar artist off the street, like someone who's a street musician, musician. I'd rather teach that person how to day trade than I would want to teach like a banker or somebody who's like deep in the industry who comes with a bunch of preset garbage. 
it's a very creative field. It's, it's like what you have is your chart and, and that's your Mona Lisa. You, you go on TradingView or you go on whatever software you use and it's up to you to make that thing sing and look beautiful by drawing lines on it, by, by talking to the data, by understanding what it's trying to tell you and to draw this beautiful picture. And if it's good enough, you're going to get paid for it. It's just like the perfect trading story. You make this beautiful piece of art like a Mona Lisa you be able to sell for a lot of money. And it's the same thing with the charts. You have a blank chart that you're staring in front of and you're using data and science to make something beautiful. And if you're good, you get rewarded. So it's a creative mind that excels really fast and, and pushes hard in these fields. Somebody who comes to me with a bunch of preset garbage, like a banker who's like, I know how to trade. I've been doing this for 10 years. Well, why are you here? Don't really know how to do it, do you? And then they have all these preconceptions. And they, I use this indicator and I know how to do this and that. And then I have, to, I have to break them. I have to break all that garbage out of them, which takes a lifetime. It takes as long as it took you to learn, it takes you three times as long to lose. So it's like, give me, give me a creative off the street, someone who has a creative mind, someone who's very dynamic and creative and, and loves to just be independent. That's, that's going to be a good trader. Creativity, creativity and independence. Okay, so with creativity, not math. Math is one of those ones. It's like, it's, an e it's a tool. They build it in for you. You don't need it. Right. But what if someone is a perfectionist? Yeah, that's good. I tend to feel like perfectionists aren't as creative. Well, I mean, I think you're crossing lines. I think you're blurring lines because perfectionists can be creative. I like my things pretty perfect. I don't like anything to be a single stray away from exactly what it is. Yet I'm one of the most creative people you'll ever meet. So... I mean, I think maybe you're blurring lines a little bit there because creativity and perfectionism, like they can go hand in hand. Imagine an artist who wants to create this beautiful piece, but is like, paints whatever, like live fast, eat trash, paints that little hair out of place, scraps the whole thing, starts over. It's not perfect enough. And they're just sitting there and they've got 50 crumpled up canvases beside them, but then they have the one perfect piece. Perfectionism and, and creativity, I don't think have to be enemies. I think they can live in cohesion. So perfection is something we should strive for in trading. Oh, like perfection. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Because you need that accuracy to in order to be profitable. But I think that's also a loaded term. Like you don't have to be perfect to be profitable in trading. You have to be smart and you have to be understanding and open-minded and creative. And I don't think you have to be perfect. Like, I think that's kind of a false conception. Like this, this virtue of perfect being perfect, like this ideology of perfectionism. I don't, I don't think that's, I think that's like a... I think that's not accurate. That's not a good depiction of what it takes to be a good day trader, somebody who's profitable. It's just learning data and understanding how to yep. make it work for you or just understanding all the key points that you need to know. So here's something. There's a lot of ways to make money in day trading. Like in my, even in my sciences, there's not one thing you have to perfect. There's actually, you could play trends. You could trade based on levels. You could trade based on what I call origin points. You could trade based on valleys and peaks, on, on hold levels, on inversion. You could trade based on polarity, on ladder points. And you could just pick one of these topics and perfect them. So that idea of per being like the perfect trader of perfectionism makes it seem like you have to know every single little inch of this field to be good. But actually, I work with a lot of people and sometimes I see they get too frayed and I just say, hey, like, you don't have to master all of these. Actually, you, you only have to master one of them. Pick out of all the 10 things, pick the one that you're the best at and master that one. Like if you're really good at seeing hold levels, it's the type of thing we see on the charts, 
but everything else kind of sucks and make you makes you lose money, don't trade those things. Master hold levels and just trade those. So you can have like this, this buffet of all these different things you learn, but then one really resonates with you because it's kind of, it's what you like. And that's part of the beauty of charting. And part of the beauty of what we do is like, like there's a little bit of action in there because candles move really fast and they go super quick. And some, some people like trading off that action. And there's a little bit of suspense there, like a trend line is coming up and, and you're just sitting there waiting for it to break. And you're really, you really like that about it. Or there's romance where something's kind of just sitting there and going back and forth and back and forth. And it's just kind of waiting to hit this perfect moment. But you could really actually just only ever use one of those. So you don't have to have this ultimate perfection of like, hey, I need to know everything about these. You just have to learn them and see where you fit because you could, there's like an infinite amount of way to make money. Just being smart about it and understanding it is where you need to focus your attention to. And realizing things like this, that there's different ways you can make money in these markets. That's really good to know. I was looking at all your courses and I was like, this is a lot. This is a lot to master in a month. Yep. So going back to your courses, I wanted to know, um, I've seen a lot of people talk about your original beginners course yes. and the remastered beginners in advance. Which one do you think I should start with? Do you think I should go with the original or do you think I should just start with the remastered version? And so, so now we're getting into planning your schedule. Yes. Are we there? Do you want, do you have any more questions? You I mean, I feel like we should just kind of throw you in. Now. <laughs> I think you have, I think you asked a lot of really well-rounded questions that gives a very good overview until you get your feet wet on week one, until you start using trading view and get getting your I feet no wet. Um, I think you've asked like the right questions. So I think, yeah, it's good to um, get, get to that plan now. So you, you asked about the original course or the remastered beginners course. Bit of a difference here. Uh, if, if I was telling somebody and I was giving them, you know, six months and they have the leisure of, of going at the pace that they like, I would say take. No, you don't have that leisure. You're not, I'm, no, no, no. no. That's not the way this is working. Um, I would say take the original course because it's just very thorough. I go slow. It's very easy to follow the concepts because I, I like the videos are an hour long each and they're quite simple concepts, things I could explain in less than 60 seconds. But I do them over an hour. Number one, because I was an inexperienced video recorder at the time, I just turned my camera on and started recording. And number two, because it was just more of a raw process of, of just being with people and walking them through it. So like the, the experience you get out of the original courses, it's kind of like I'm sitting there with you and we're learning it together. The, the remaster courses, it's like I'm talking at you and I'm just saying, okay, here's what it is. Here's what you want to know. Let's go. It's more of like a university pace thing where it's like, okay, let's do this, this, this. Here's your homework for tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. Better have it mastered, right? Like it's more of a university pacing. It's more of like a quick, concise, professional type of like, let's start here. Let's be serious. Let's push. We don't need to spend an hour talking about a level. We need to spend exactly 10 seconds talking about a level and then you need to know it and move on quick, right? So, you know, if, if you have that luxury of time and you want that experience that you just want to take it slow, take the original. For you, you're going to take remastered because I want you in the higher end courses first because I, I, I developed the courses like this. They're all stepping stones and... Nothing becomes obsolete, but it evolves. What we see as a level in the very first video in the beginner's course evolves in the advanced course. It changes in future of trading. It changes again in butterfly effect, and it'll change again in the future. And my new course is coming out sometime in the future. So the idea of a level changes constantly. 
So it's not that it's inaccurate information. It's just like growing a plant. Again, you, you have to start somewhere to see the ultimate form. So it's like understanding the base core of knowledge. It's just like going to university. It's how I do all my stuff. Again, probably because I was so long in university. It's just like learn the basics of it, and then we can move on to the advanced. I would never teach people the most advanced parts of it first. That's a foolish way to teach people. So for you, you're going to go through the remastered courses because you can get them done in one afternoon, and they were designed like that. They were designed to get you in, give you a core understanding, get you out onto advanced material. They, they are specifically made so that if you have an hour of free time, you can go and watch the full beginner's course remastered, the advanced course remastered, and be on future of trading, which is where people start to become profitable is what I see the most is like the future of trading. And then butterfly effect is where they really find their stride. But they start executing good and decent trades in future of trading. So one afternoon, you could be doing those. The next day, you could be on to future of trading. How many courses? Are <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how many courses I have. I have a lot. I don't even know. No, not how many courses. How many lessons are in the future of trading? Because I believe it's a pretty hefty one. It's a lot. Uh, 46. And, okay. Just... and they're long. I think they're half an hour each. So they're Perfect. long. I'll just get this all done. Butterfly and... effects longer. It's Do I have 75. to get to that point? We'll talk about it. We're going to talk about these <laughs> things. Let's just start and see uh, how you do before we worry about end goals. Let's create achievable results. Let's create achievable plans. Let's do something that's moving you forward as okay. fast as we can, doing it safely, because you're not going to be risking any money yet. You're going to be paper <laughs> trading. So give me the have, money. <laughs> this is the thing. You're, gonna, you're not trading with money. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can if you want. It's, it's your call. But um, here's the thing. I want you paper trading so you at least get your feet wet because you're brand new. You're green. You know nothing about this today's orientation. And, and I'm telling you, next week, you're going to be paper trading on TradingView. So you have exactly one week to get to know all you can so that you can start showing me, hey, I learned this in trading. What's next? You have exactly one week because this, this is what we're going to do for week one. So you're going to go through beginner's course remastered. Okay. You're going to go through advanced course remastered. And you're going to go through mental analysis. I want you going through mental analysis evolved. You know that worked very well, but I still want you going through it because I want you to have a very grounded understanding of what it's supposed to feel like when you're trading. Don't want you going into trading raw, even though it's paper money. I don't want you being overrun by emotions and I don't want you being steamrolled by all these un un unknown things. Like we we've got to be really sharp with our time. So the time of day that we study, we'll talk about that today. The time of day we study is important. The time of day we're trading is important. There's a very specific way we can do these things that's very key to success. So you're going to be going through Beaner's course, advanced course, and mental analysis evolve. Those three courses the first week, and you're going to start future of trading as well. Got a big, big job ahead of you. Okay? Okay. So let's talk about everything you need to do. So I want you to write this down. And I have got it. All right. You're going to open a trading view account. Okay. And, and by the way, before we continue, never mix teachings. It would be like going to two different universities to study the same thing. You're going to learn two completely different things, and one's going to be right and one's going to be wrong. Um, now, you might go to some different universities or trade schools, and they have the exact same information, but never learn something from two different people. If you're going to learn from me, learn from me and nobody else. If my style doesn't resonate with you, just forget it. But never, never mix these, because this isn't a field like what we have in university where these are things that are a standard day trading is not taught or not teach it's not taught anywhere in a real sensible platform i feel like my material is one of the only ones in the world 
that does this. But if you don't like my style, don't go and learn it from somebody else. Just, just forget I exist. And like, if you don't like it, forget I exist. Don't mix, mix, match my stuff with somebody else. Just like you wouldn't take their stuff and mix, mix match it with mine. You're just going to fail and lose money. So that's important to talk about. Like okay. the knowledge that you learn, learn it from one person, find the right person for you and learn it from that person. And that's it. Nobody else. Because everybody in this field has a different topic and opinion about this stuff. Really intense. All right. So trading view accounts. <laughs> so you're gonna go trading view, you're gonna make an account. A free okay. account's fine for now. Okay. So make an account on trading view. Do you know what you're gonna trade yet? Crypto oh, or stocks is, or forex? Have you even decided that is yet? Is there a difference? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of just preference. Like do you, you could trade anything. So so people think that, oh, I have to trade crypto to make money, or I have to trade Apple to make money, or whatever stock. It's kind of more of a preference. Like you can trade stocks or you can trade crypto doesn't matter. So let's do two things. Okay, let's set you up for everything so that you have the ability to trade whatever you want without being hinged. And, and this is actually going to be very simple. I would recommend Binance. That's a good site for crypto. They're, they're um, probably the biggest could also use one called BitMEX, but I would probably just recommend Binance. So you're going to make a Binance account. Okay. And you're going to start going through and, and going with your bank and you're going to call up your banker and say, I want to open up an investing account or I can do my own trading. Because okay. your, your bank won't say like, oh, what do you want to trade? They'll just have everything except for crypto. And they may even have some crypto stuff in there. But Binance will give you access to any crypto you want to trade. And then your bank will give you access to any stocks or any commodities or forex. So those two will give you access to everything you could ever need. And, and realistically, you'll just probably pick one or the other in the end, but at least you're set up for both. So do I have to call my bank in order to make a trade? No, you can do it all on your computer, but you're going to have to call your bank and set probably make an appointment set up because they're going to want you to sign paperwork for, for legal reasons and stuff like that. So if you open up both now, you can start trading on, on Binance, you can start doing crypto. And then you're set up in a few weeks to trade stock. So then you're set up full stop for everything. You have all your tools, everything you'll ever need. You've got your software, which is TradingView, and you've got your exchanges set up. Then you're good. Then you don't have to worry about this crap in the future. Okay. There's not more software we add in the future. It doesn't get more complex. Just that's it. Okay. We're not going to come back in, in, in half a year and be like, oh, now that you're better, we learn this. No, this is it. This is okay. all I trade with. This is all I teach my people how to trade with. That's it. Just data and your exchange. Okay. Now we've got that set up. You've got TradingView. You've got your account set up. Your computer, it doesn't have to be anything special. It can be a laptop. It can be um, whatever you want. One monitor is enough. If you want to trade on two monitors, that's fine. So why would someone want two monitors? Just to watch more stocks at once. Just to maybe watch an exchange on one screen, stocks on the other. Or maybe they get bored and they like to watch videos or something. You, you just need one. But... You know, you can get up in, in, into computer setup and all that stuff later. Really, any computer will do. You don't need anything fancy or special. The stuff doesn't take any type of supercomputer to run. Just just your normal everyday laptop, normal everyday so, computer. Because I see a lot of people having like really big green like monitors. No, nope. needed. It's just we have alerts for that. We know well far in advance what trades are happening. If we know we want to buy Tesla stock, we have that price set out for weeks ahead of time. You don't need to be watching. 30 different stocks like it's the you know the new york stock exchange like the the wolf on wall street kind of stuff like where you have to have all these screens surrounding you at all times so you never miss a thing we have notifications for that on trading view uh, like we know weeks in advance before a trade actually happens that we want to that we want to see like if 
we're waiting for something, why do we need to watch it 24 seven? It's kind of like too much. Yeah. It TMI, feels like too much information. Like <laughs> yeah. sitting there watching Apple stock all day long, it's on your computer screen and you're like, oh, I'm going to wait for it to hit $50. And I was at $200 now, like probably not going to happen for a year. So why would you sit there, sit there glued to it for the next, you know, 700 days? That doesn't really make sense. Right. So I have a question. So sure. is there a time limit that one should stop and start trading like if or look at the stocks because it feels like if you're looking at the stocks for too long you kind of zone out zone or, out and you yeah. don't really see the thing you don't see it in clarity is there a <laughs> yeah that's a good point uh yeah i mean let's let's get through the rest of our list first and then we'll talk about like an optimized schedule okay but um just to put a quick um note there like the stock markets have an open and close time crypto doesn't crypto is 24 7 you can trade it at any time um, they, uh, some things are starting to change in stock markets. They're starting to introduce 24 seven trading in the stock markets. But for now it's very traditional. It's like 6 30 AM to I think 1 30 PM. So it's very, it has like a set hours that you can trade. And after that it's shut down for the day. No trades happen. Nothing. If you, if you took a trade at night, you'd have to wait for the morning till your bankers back or the banks are open. But with crypto, it's 24 seven. It's just all. Okay. So yeah, it's like 6.30 a.m., depending on your time zone, to like 1.30 p.m. I think it's like 1.30 p.m., something like that. Crypto might be a little bit more versatile for like the time zones and stuff. For the time zones it is, but um, it's also not a good thing because it never gives people a break. Like imagine the markets are always open and it's like something you kind of have to live by them in a way, which, right. you know, isn't ideal. But if you have a second job or another job. Crypto is really good for that. Yeah, because yeah, it's 24-7 and it's quick money. Have crazy kids yeah kids that are very demanding yeah yep okay so so you, those are your softwares covered um you're gonna go through you've got your courses set out i want you doing beginner's course remastered and advanced course remastered you can okay. get through those in one to two days two days is a, more than enough time to get through those two courses that's that's generous okay so they can be done in one day but they'll, they'll give you two because i have right. crazy kids that's okay. You can still get it done in one day. <laughs> okay. how, how bad do you want this, right? Right. But speaking of crazy kids, now <laughs> yeah. they're screaming. That's perfect timing. The, uh, the help isn't really working. Um, so anyways, back on topic. You got two days, beginner's course remastered, advanced course remastered. Mental analysis evolved. You're going to have five days. So, so you should have mental analysis evolved, done in, in about five, six days. As long as it's done for next week's, next week's podcast, like you think of this as an assignment, you have one week, but you don't want to leave it till, you know, the night before it's due to do it because then it's like, you don't have any time to compress before you move on to the next thing. You don't have any time to intake, any time to digest the material. So five days is good for mental analysis evolved. It's not that long. Again, you could do it in one afternoon. Um, maybe you have two hours of content there, maybe. So um, okay. that's going to give you your, your initial material. Now you're going to go on TradingView and you're going to Google how to paper trade. It's very okay. simple. There's a button at the bottom of your screen that says paper trading. And uh, you click that button. It says open a paper trading account. You click that button and, and you're ready to go. So we're going to walk through that next week about how to do that. For now, you're just studying. You're just getting on TradingView, getting that down. Your, your optimized routines. So I want you studying early in the day because you're going to intake more information earlier on in the day than you okay. are when your mind is tired or when, when system one has run you to the ground all day and system two is getting exhausted and can no longer handle these things. I want you to start training early in the morning. 
and going as long as you can. So doing like three hour sessions and then taking a break. This is called targeted training. So we're doing targeted training. We're not doing heuristic training. We're doing targeted training, which is long sessions early in the day. Okay. Because we're also going to then condition ourselves to be trading early in the day, getting up early and be wanting to wake up at 5 a.m. studying till nine. By nine, you should feel like, oh my God, I've studied so much. I'm done for the day. And it's nine o'clock. That gives you the ability to take a break and then come back at like noon and it's already only noon. It's not even lunchtime. And you're like, man, I've already had two hours off. And if I want, I can study a little bit more, catch up on things or go over things. So this is a good way to tackle it in week one. A few hours every day, every morning studying. If you have to watch the beginners and advanced course more than once, do it. Watch it twice if you have to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're the, you're the professor. So, We're, so, so week one is just going to be about getting your feet wet. Right. And then uh, what I want you to do is on day three, if you're done advanced course remastered, and if you feel comfortable about it, I want you to start future of trading. Okay. And if you can hack it, I want you to get to lesson eight on future of trading in the first week. Okay. So these are going to be more focused. So you're going to be able to keep the schedule and and it's going to look like this i want you training in the morning right and i want you doing two maybe three max i don't want you doing any more than three lessons of future of trading a day yet but i want you to do three lessons of future of trading every day in the morning so your first two days are going to be beginner's course and advanced course hopefully by day two you'll be done but by day three you're going to be starting future of trading future of trading is an advanced course so there's going to be a lot of stuff in there you don't understand and that's okay we're working ahead of ourselves right now so that we can come back next week and go over the basic stuff so that you are working from an advanced standpoint back okay find this better for students to work like that learn the more advanced material even if you don't understand it yet future of trading might be a little hard to grasp at this point but that's okay you're gonna we're gonna work backwards and and then we're gonna go next week and we're gonna start talking about that stuff and i'm gonna show you on the charts and we're going to go over what you learned. At that point, you'll be paper trading. And I want you to learn how to execute trades on paper trading. So you know, there's no money. It could just be a few clicks of a few buttons and that's it. So okay. I want you to start Googling how to paper trade. Right? Like this is very simple. You're just going to be Googling basically a how-to. Okay. And I want you to just take some trades. So I want you to take four or five trades. It doesn't have to be, it, you don't have to make money on them. You don't have to lose money on them. I don't care what the result is. I'm not focused on the result right now. I'm focused on you actually executing a few trades. And so I, there's a tutorial on how to do that? Or yeah, is that I'm sure in there the... is somewhere. You just Google it, like how okay. to do a paper trade or, or ask my community in Discord. Okay. Yeah, they'll help you. They'll tell you like, okay, this is how you do it. It's just about learning what buttons to click and how to actually enter the trade because I want you actually entering a few trades that are just even if they're losers, it doesn't matter. Win or lose, it, it just the fact that you've entered the trades is huge. Because now you've actually executed what it looks like to be a day trader. And you probably do better than most people do anyways, because they're using indicators. So there you go. <laughs> okay. That's your schedule for this week. That's a lot. So day one and two, beginner's course, advanced course, remastered. Day three, break slash um, start. Well, not break, but break from, from advanced course before you start future trading the next day. So start doing mental analysis on like day two and day three. Okay. Day four, you're going to be future of trading one, two, and three. Day five episode four five and six okay. and then day six episode seven and eight if you can hack it it's a heavy schedule but i right. think you can do it and that way one week you finish beginner's course you finished advanced course you finished mental analysis evolve you're starting to take trades you're in future of trading and you've already worked yourself a quarter of the way through future of trading eight lessons not not quite a quarter but eight sixteen twenty four thirty two forty yeah it's like one sixth 
<laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay because the next week we're going to do even more. Perfect. So this will get you very well prepared, and this will put you right like on the ground running. One week. I got a lot this. of stuff to do. It's a lot, but do it. I can do it. I can do it. Final questions, parting words. Um. <laughs> my community will help you ask them go in discord for the people who are watching if uh if you're not in the discord you can join it through my patron um yeah community is great uh, probably the best day trading community in the world everybody's like professional traders in there and people who aren't are aspiring traders and everybody's just helping each other constantly it's it's a really good place it's a lot of help there and a lot of golden information people come in there and they walk in with uh one expectation and then they they leave with uh a set of completely different things than they expected to so yeah it's a really good place to be a lot of really really high level traders come out of there working at hedge funds and big companies and good gets a good discord yeah okay uh any last advice Cause no good luck <laughs> okay <laughs> no 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 last advice at all this is tough what i'm giving you is tough but uh yeah you and anybody else out there think you guys can do it has anybody tackled anything like this at all I've never done it like this with anybody. I've never, I, I, I teach it and um, I've never one-on-one -on -one created a plan from zero. Like I've done this with some people, but not to this extent, not this intimate, not to this, not to this uh, extent and not this hand tailored. Okay. We got this. You got this. I got, I got this. I'm the teaching and yeah, everybody needs to help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you everybody uh, so, so much for, for coming here and uh, being a part of today's podcast. First episode, I'm going to be posting up all of my expectations every single day on, uh, on Instagram, on social media. I'm going to be posting up every single day. This is what I expect today. Hopefully this is where this person is at and where, where Naya is at. And uh, this is some of the things that I might think they would be struggling with. I'm going to try to put my mind in the, uh, or my, my mindset in, into somebody who's just doing this stuff and give my perspective as the person teaching it. Yeah, this is kind of what I would expect right now. So I'm going to be giving my perspective. I think you're doing the same thing. Um, yeah. Like daily recordings. Yeah, just a journal, a daily journal, just to show everybody what I'm going through, the struggles, the achievements, just <laughs> yeah. everything. Because you guys need to know. So uh, yeah, social media is for that. At from zero to approximately at Cotton Candy TA. Um, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Discord. Yeah. <laughs> any other plugs no other plugs <laughs> merch buy merch now <laughs> uh, it'll help you make better trades for sure definitely you buy the merch and your trades go through the roof uh -huh. um, no that's it um, thank you everybody for being here and uh, good luck Naya and thank you. I'm gonna side. need it alright bye guys